Welcome to Simple Roots Radio with Alexa Sherm. Alexa believes that simplicity in life is the key to achieving true and lasting health. And now your host, Alexa Sherm. Welcome back to another Friday Five in Five. That's five tips you need to know in five minutes or less. Now I know I've never quite hit the five minute mark, but I'm really going to try. Although I think this topic today is kind of fascinating And so I realized that when outlining the show, it could be a topic for a full show. But you'll have to let me know what you think. If you want to know more, you'll have to leave me a message. But today, the show is all about the hormonal difference between men and women. And today, we're specifically looking at the five main ways we are different. Some say it's like comparing Venus to Mars, and I'd have to agree. But it's funny that we're so opposite, when at the end of the day, we have the same circulating hormones, and we're all human. And while there's a lot of validity to the fact that our hormonal flow day-to-day isn't that much different, it does show the power in small differences. So I have just a few facts before we get into the five ways men and women are different and why I really believe there should be separate requirements for men and women in all aspects of life. So let's dig into these facts first. Fact number one shows that science is discovering that hormones not only influence our physical characteristics, they also influence our thoughts and emotional response, which is probably a no-brainer if you have a significant other or live with one. Of course, this just shows the difference between our masculine traits and our feminine traits, which come out in the form of our feminine from estrogen and our masculine from testosterone. Fact number two is that both men and women go through two major hormonal shifts recognized as puberty, and menopause for women, and andropause for men. Now, andropause is a newer term, and some men really don't even want to talk about it, but essentially, it's the same process a woman goes through in menopause just for a man. This used to be called a midlife crisis, but now they actually have a scientific term called andropause. Fact number three, every cell in our body has a sex which means men and women are different at the cellular level. So this isn't just a hormonal topic. This is a cellular topic. Every single cell in our body has a sex. That means that at the cellular level, we are either a woman or a man. That also means that disease, treatments, and chemicals might affect us differently, which brings us to fact number four. There is a long known history of ignoring gender when it comes to health research. In fact, nearly all studies to date have been done on men. In the medical world, they call this medical research gender gap. They know this is a problem, but some don't think it's a significant problem to take into account. However, I'm gonna disagree and disagree greatly because in real life, we're two totally different beings with different needs and requirements. So ladies, if you've ever wondered why the latest diets or exercise recommendations work for your husband and not for you, It's because it probably was tested on men and not women, and we're totally different beings. Can you tell? I'm a little passionate about this. But think in real life. Take cardiovascular disease, for instance. It's the number one killer of U.S. women, and it affects men and women differently at every level, including symptoms, risk factors, and outcome. Yet less than a third of all clinical trials done to this date have been done on women. The same goes for Alzheimer's research where we know women have a two-to-one risk factor of getting it over men, and yet rarely do women get studied. I think this is a really, really big problem. Now, I don't want to continue on this rant, although it's going to continue for probably five more minutes, but I do think it's worth noting that men and women are very different hormonally and at the cellular level. 
that we should not assume that what works for one gender will work for another. We are different. The basis is we're all unique and we have to start listening to our own body rather than all these recommendations because if you're a female, those recommendations have probably not been studied significantly on our gender to have the right recommendations. So anyways, here are five tips this plays out and some things to stop and think about as you make life changes. Truth number one is that our brains are hardwired differently. This, we all know, again, this isn't new research. In fact, there are a lot of books about the difference in thought and emotion among men and women. In fact, there's a book called Men Are Like Waffles and Women Are Like Spaghetti. And I think it nails what food our brains act like. To break it down quickly, testosterone, which is dominant in men, programs the brain for hunting. It gives the men the ability to focus, to stay goal-oriented, and live with less distraction to essentially place their thoughts in a box and they take out whatever they need in that moment. They focus on that. They put it back and grab another box. Some call this the inability to see what's happening around them. Okay, I say that all the time to Peyton. Like, do you see what's happening around you? And the reality is, I'm I'm speaking in his favor here, is that he can't. He can't see that. It's a very one-tracked mind. But that's how they are wired. They are led to focus more on one thing at a time where women are hardwired to be gatherers. We run based more on oxytocin, which is the nurturing state. It also makes us loving, good at nesting, and very alert to our surroundings. We tend to run all of our tasks together, being aware of our environments, needs, and jobs. That's why everything in our life is like spaghetti, like we just run it all together. And this brings me to point number two. We handle stress much differently. This can go back to how our brains are hardwired with men having the ability to wall off different stressors of life, never really allowing the full aspect of life stress to take over, where women run everything together and we're more sensitive to stress in general. But there's more than just how our brain is hardwired. Women are also designed to carry a baby, not just carry a baby, but to grow a baby and to feed a baby postpartum. And because of this, we tend to process all things in life at a slower rate. Our metabolisms are just slower in general. So we don't handle stress well. We don't handle alcohol or prescription medications or even food as well as a man. A man's body is very efficient or a woman's body is a little bit more slower, but this is for good because we have the ability to grow a baby. I mean, that's pretty fascinating in itself. Point number three comes back to the same thing. Women are more sensitive in general, not just emotionally, but physiologically as well. And this is directly relates to our stress levels. We're more sensitive to all things in life, again, because of the ability to grow and develop a maybe. I mean, this is no light feat and takes massive amounts of work and intricate details to pull off. Like it takes work to do that. But when you think about it, it's pretty fascinating. But because of this, Women are more sensitive to all life stress in general. We're more sensitive to toxins. We're more sensitive to food. We're more sensitive to what exercise is doing on us, work stress, life stress. We take that all in and we take it very personally. And that personal connection is having an effect on the cellular level. Whereas men in general are just not as sensitive to women and anything. And men can tend to handle stress a lot more than a woman can. We can also see this in science as studied in skin. And you you can do this, right, at home. You know this little experiment, right? But women as a whole 
are 10 times more sensitive to pressure on the skin than men. Again, women are more attuned to the environment than a man's. We have the ability to be more aware of what's happening around us where a man has thicker skin and things don't really bother them as much. Tip number four is we cycle differently. I think this is like the most critical point in this is that when we talk about daily requirements for food and for exercise and supplements and just living a healthy lifestyle, we have to understand that everything to date has been based off a 24-hour hormonal cycle, which most men and women have hormones that flow in a 24-hour cycle. In fact, all of men's hormones flow in a 24-hour cycle, making it easy, making the requirements day in and day out work. But when we look at a woman, we are really supposed to be running off a 28-day cycle. Could be 30, 31 days, whatever your cycle is, that's what you're running off of. Not a 24-hour cycle, a 28-day cycle. This changes things, right? Because your hormonal flow is gonna change during every different phase of the menstrual cycle. This means that your exercise requirements can change, how much stress you can handle can change, how much rest you need changes, how and what type of food you eat changes. Yes, your body's needs change every single phase of your hormonal cycle. So every 14 to seven days, things are changing in your body and you require different needs. That's why I always recommend that women should focus more on cycle syncing, their exercise, their lifestyle choices, their food choices based on their cycle where men can get away with doing things more day in and day out. Also tends to be why men lose weight very quickly and women don't is that we try to place all these requirements and diets that work really well for men on our own life and they fail and they fail miserably. And it's because we have different cycles. It's plain and simple. Which brings me to tip number five is that we just have different needs. Taking all these tips into account, we can find that women and men need different things to thrive mentally, emotionally, physically, and nutritionally. While men may get a rush from being alone, being active, loud, having high-powered equipment around them, women feel more joyful and balanced when they're relaxing, when they're releasing oxytocin. This means being relational, nurturing, cuddling, and touch. Like women thrive off oxytocin where men really don't. And I know this puts a lot of stigma on men versus women, and this could be really controversial. I understand that, especially as a nation, as we work to make us gender neutral. But I have to say, at the cellular level, we are extremely different. And as long as we try to make ourselves gender neutral, we're really doing a disservice to mostly women in that we're not providing the right requirements, the the right health recommendations. And we're not even able to look at how women can prevent chronic disease because we're trying to make us gender neutral. And this is what I want you to know. At the cellular level, it doesn't matter how many times we try to make us the same. We are still different beings and we have different requirements. So I want to know though, what's the biggest difference you see between men and women and how has this helped? Like, does it give you more clarity on why there's such a difference. Does this help make sense of his needs versus your needs? Like I mentioned, I can do an entire podcast just on the differences and really breaking it down. But for now, we're just going to test the water. Like I said, the five main differences I think are critical in understanding who you are and how you can have the greatest change is just knowing that men and women are different. Our brains are hardwired differently. We handle stress much differently. Women are more sensitive. We cycle differently. And Plain and simple, we have different needs. So I want to know, 
What do you think? Is this controversial? Does this make more sense? Does this help bring you more clarity? Like I mentioned, I could do an entire podcast just on the differences and really breaking it down. But for now, let me know what you think. If you'd like to hear more by shooting me an email at alexa at simplerootswellness.com or leaving a comment in the show notes, which the show notes can be found at simplerootswellness.com slash 074. I really hope you enjoyed another episode of Friday 5 in 5 or 10 because that's how I roll. Anyways, don't forget to tune in next week as we have a guest coming on to share everything you want to know about menopause, perimenopause, how to heal, prevent it, and what hormone replacement therapy does and if you should be taking it. That's all next week. But for now, keep your questions coming in. I hope this show helped answer some and I hope you have the best weekend.